N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 313 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. This week, joined by my special co-host, the Don of NYY News TV, Pete Simonetti. Pete, what's up, bro? Oh, you were shaking the, you were shaking the ropes? No, I I normally I don't look at the camera when I uh when I do the intro. I don't know why. It's just a some bad habit I've gotten into. I don't look into my box here to see where my eye see what's going on on the other side. But happy new year. Uh it's uh the first uh NYYST podcast of twenty twenty three. I wanted to hit the ground running here. Unfortunately, Chris and SGR couldn't make it tonight. Uh they will be back uh next week. So the fellows will all be back together next week. I asked Pete to come and come and join me so we can get a yep. little show out here. Um just ready to get back into business after the holidays are over now and uh, we could kind of take a look forward. Spring training is about a month. We were just talking about this. The season seems so far away, but it'll be here before you know it. And spring training will start in about six weeks. So, you know, the Yankees will be back in action uh, before we, you know, we'll blink and, you know, they'll be in Tampa. Mm -hmm. So, Facts, facts, man. It's already right around the corner to everybody. Uh, Who knows how NYY News TV does during the regular season. I uh, worked on the final touches for game season today. So game season live will be making its great second season return this year. I'm excited for that. So all that fun stuff is uh, kind of taken care of. Um, I try to get everything done before the regular season, but we're ready to rock and roll now, man. Yeah. And so what big I, year coming up. It's a big year for the, the channel the podcast and uh, hopefully the Yankees as well. I, I, I tweeted this, uh, probably on new year's eve i said that you know our goal is to bring you the most honest and also entertaining yankee analysis out there and we all hope that this time next year you know we're celebrating number 28 uh because that's always been the goal man you know chris said it last episode man we want one of these seasons one of these years to end not with us you know in misery with the yankees winning the world series uh and to do that, in my opinion, they're going to need, and this is what I really want to focus the show in on tonight, is uh, they need to improve this offense somehow. I think yeah. when we look at it, right, the Yankees have assembled. If you don't want to say it's the best, that's fine. I, I won't make you say that. But I, a top three, a top four rotation, uh, pit, actual pitching staff, in, in Major League Baseball. If you look at the guys they have in that yep. bullpen, the five guys that they have starting games, that will be starting games for them, it's top It's top notch. It's top tier. Uh, you can maybe say the Mets. You want to say Houston. I don't know who else you'd want to throw in mm-hmm. that in that class. The Yankees are right up there in terms of the starting rotation, in terms of the bullpen. But the problem is, is that we look at it and we say, this team needs to improve offensively. Yeah. Now, to me... I'm not looking at shortstop anymore because 
again, this is this could be my naivete because against smarter Yankees, as we always like to say on this show, I don't think ICAF's going to be the shortstop this year. I hope to God not. <laughs> so in my mind, I sold myself on Peraza's going to be the, the shortstop. Yeah, could it, could as it, of right now, yeah. Could it be Volpe? You know, we, we talked about this a little bit before we yep. came on air. The Yankees want Volpe to kind of be that guy, you know, to judge is here for nine years. It's his team, but they want him to be kind of like that Posada to, to Jeter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, would yeah, you correct. agree? Would you say that's a good No, compliment? no, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, the, the Yankees, and, and that's everything I've heard. I actually did a video a couple of days, um, uh, because I, I think I actually told you guys, maybe in, I think in the chat that morning, that I said that I was told that he has a really good chance to actually win the job in spring training. And then Michael Kay then came out also being saying that Volpe has a real chance of winning the job and the Yankees are basically you know doing everything they can to kind of mold him into that leadership, but Derek Jeter type mold. Because the one thing that people get confused with Volpe, and, and I say this a lot, is they get confused about the the Derek Jeter comparison. It's not the play on the field. It's it's the way he presents himself, the way he talks. All that is, is where the Jeter comparisons come from. But I do believe you are 100% right. I, I do think the Yankees are going to give him a chance. They'll try to get that shot. But yeah, um, I think he is like the, the, the Posada to the Jeter type thing. They, they want him to be a leader immediately upon coming up and kind of be another face to this club. So... If you look around the diamond, right, I think every every position is kind of set. I mean, Trevino is yeah. going to be the catcher. Maybe they yeah. go out there and they, they improve backup catcher a little bit. That I would like to see that. But they're set there. Rizzles at first. You know, there's a little bit of an opening there if you want to believe it, that maybe mm-hmm. Glaber won't be here. But Lemay is yeah. also here. They can maybe do Volpe and Peraza as, as the, up the middle. You know, then you look at third base. I mean – Unfortunately, the way I feel, I think Wash Donaldson is going to be there on opening day. I just, Likely. I just don't get that sense that they're too they're too motivated to really make that happen. Yeah. Either I just get that's the sense I get. But even if he wasn't there, you still have Lemayu that's going to need a spot to play. You know, obviously judges here. Bader's going to be the center fielder. So where do you really look at to improve the offense? It's left field because right now yeah. the incumbent, I guess you would say, is Oswaldo Cabrera. Yeah. And that seems to be the biggest discussion point amongst Yankee fans on social media is what they're going to do with left field. Now there's a lot of pie in the sky hopes, mm-hmm. you know, so if you want to take those first, you know, is Brian Reynolds going to be a Yankee? It's going to take a King's ransom to get him here, right? It's going to have to hurt. Yeah. If the Yankees, and I, that's what I always tell everybody too, is you got to remember those big trades like that are going to hurt. A lot of times, a lot of Yankee fans in the fan base, they get into the MLB to show type mode. And they're like, hey, you know, we're going to add Aaron Hicks or Donaldson to the Pirates. And it's like, no, come on. That ain't going to happen. The Pirates want nothing to do with those guys. And you got to remember, the Yankees aren't the only team available to, to go out and, and try to get this guy. Brian Reynolds is a hot commodity. So teams with the top prospects in baseball, the Dodgers, who got one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, if they're willing to part with that, you got to believe that the Yankees aren't the likely team to get him. The only way I could see the Yankees doing it is if the Pirates accept maybe quantity over quality. Maybe they sit there and go, if we could get a Luis Heal and a Clark Schmidt that they're immediately in our rotation, maybe that's better for us than a guy that we might have to wait a couple of years for. 
Then we get a couple of other other prospects along with it, a Peraza and a few other guys. A Dominguez, I don't know. You know, I, I hate talking about who would go on a deal, but I, I don't know. For something like that with Brian Reynolds, and, and by the way, too, a lot of people also downplay how good this guy is. I mean, him batting ahead of Aaron Judge would be fan-friggin-tastic. You don't get much better than that. And being protected by a guy like Judge, Reynolds could be one of your better players on your team. I think, so, yeah, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. To Look, the way I look at it, I think people downplay certain players when they're in markets that you don't watch. Nobody watches the Pirates. Correct. Right? Correct. And also, they hear the price tag attached to him, and immediately they're like, oh, he's not worth it. Right. Because a lot of, you know, there's still, there's still a large portion of his fan base that wants to hold on to prospects. Yeah. And I mean, we, we could we could cite chapter and verse here of guys that were supposed to be part of the solution since oh, 2016. Oh, and there's man. really, and it, I mean, really, Aaron Judge is a bona fide superstar. Yeah. If you don't want to say he's the best player in baseball, that's fine. You can't mm-hmm. argue any lower than four or five, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And then, and then who else is really – Gary Sanchez did it for a year and a half. Greg Bird did it. I mean, people are still, ho- I mean, holding on to that home run Greg Bird, in the, uh, Greg Bird hit in the 2017 Austin ALDS. Miller, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, it was Andrew Miller, wasn't it? Andrew Miller, yeah. Right? Andrew okay. Miller, yeah. That was the highlight of his career other than that. I mean, the only thing other thing you'll remember out of Greg Bird is he told you he had 5,000 chances, and he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he literally exhausted every one of them. Yep, yep, that's okay? right. Okay? You know – you want to say the only other guy to come out of come out of this to really make a true impact is Severino? I don't buy it because the guy's not been on the on the mound enough. Yeah, Sevy Sevy's one of those guys you look at, and like I said before, man, he got the talent. He got the talent all day, and even before the season, we were saying, but what's the what's the over under on him? How many games is he actually going to pitch? And that's the big thing for Severino. Other than that, when the guy's on the mound, he's phenomenal. So, uh, but I'm right there with you again. He's he hasn't been on the mound enough for you to say. He's been an amazing Yankee. He hasn't come up tons of times clutch in the postseason. He's been decent. I wouldn't say he's been great. I think he might have a. I'm coming off the top of my head with this. I feel like his ERA is is in the high fours or. Well, or dude, low he got blitzed in, in, the, in the in that wild card game in 2017. Right. He, get an, he got an out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he's gotten he's gotten beat up. A little bit. Mark remember, Mark Yanks it. fan, thank you so much for upgrading to the real fan package, my friend. We appreciate it. We'll remember the 2018 ALDS where we didn't know what time the game started. And what was that? The game yes. Yankees lost 16 to 1? Yep, that's right. Okay, well, that's right. So, and I guess if you really want, you want, I know Glaber wasn't technically a Yankees farmhand. He came over and he enrolled his Chapman trade. Yeah, yeah. But he, he came up through the system, you know, was depending on where you look, the overall number one prospect in all of baseball. Does, did he pan? He's a, look, we all we have our problems with Glaber Torres. He's a legitimate major league baseball mm-hmm. player, but is he a superstar? No, no, no. And, and no you're right. And, and and it's funny because I get a lot of flack for Glaber Torres, and I'll be honest, I, I've said it, I've said it a hundred times. Do I think Glaber Torres could be an all star second baseman? One hundred percent, I believe that. He's definitely a better second baseman than a shortstop. We've already gone over that bridge. We know what the truth is there, and he had a good year. There's no doubt about it. My thing with Glaber Torres is. It is the same thing I said about even though Gary Sanchez is just bad. Glaber Torres is actually good still. Almost had, I think, almost a five war last year. But I I want Aaron Boone, and this is funny that I'm sticking up for Aaron Boone here, but I want Aaron Boone to have ball players on this team. I don't want him to have a guy in the club where he got to talk to the media about from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. 
It was the last game of the season when he had questions again about Glaber Torres, and he sat there going, he feels really bad about it. It's ridiculous that you got to do this all year for a guy. You know what? At the end of the day, to me, the, when I see Glaber Torres, I just don't see a winner. I don't see a winning ball player. Well, it's something that we started on the show. It's, the, it's called the, do, the dog pile. Do you envision yeah. this guy in the dog pile when the Yankees win the World Series? And I just don't see Glaber Torres in the dog pile. Yeah, I, I don't either. And, and the other big thing for me is this is the one thing that – look, you can pick on Brian Cashman all day, right? You can find so many things. You can find so many good – and and also talk about that, but my thing with Brian Cashman is the same thing we saw with Luke Voigt. There was some of us when Luke Voigt had a 2020 year, we said, probably a good time to trade this guy because he was riding so high, and I don't think the Yankees will lock him up long-term. Same thing with Glaber Torres. I mean, if Glaber Torres comes out this year and the Yankees keep him, and let's say he just doesn't have a solid, solid season, he's not that all-star level that he was somewhat at last year, he's useless to you. Sell high. And I know people go, yeah, but what about your offense? Then just be creative. You got LeMayu. Is he healthy? You got to find those things out. Do you really believe in these prospects the way you say you do? If you do, go with them. And and find us. Look, Glaber Torres, I can put money on it. Christian, I think you'll agree with this. If the Yankees just come out and go, he's on the market, and, and however they do it with their other teams, they're going to find plenty of matches. Oh, absolutely. Plenty of teams that would say, yes, we'll take Glaber Torres. Whether it's for a starting pitcher, I don't know what they would do. Whether it's for prospects and a bigger deal, maybe in a three-way deal, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I could definitely see possible three-way scenarios, uh, maybe with the Pirates included, where another team gets Glaber, some of their prospects also go to the Pirates, uh, something along those lines. Some more prospects go to the Pirates from the Yankee side. You never know, but but we got to be a little creative and. And that's one of the only reasons why I feel like Yankee fans have been able to beat up Brian Cashman still this offseason. Because he, I right. put a video he hasn't, up. He hasn't gotten. He hasn't. Look, he, he hasn't put a stamp on the offseason, right? Let's not challenge him, though, bro. Because he, he got creative last year. And look where that wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we, don't, we don't need all that. We don't need all that. But that's my thing with him. It's just like I... I I get it. Like, we've had some good free agent signings, but even those players have basically said Hal Steinbrenner has kind of been the closer there. He's been the guy that kind of took it in and said, no, we want you here. Let's get this done. You haven't heard any of them really go, you know, Brian Cashman really, you know, presented this to me and we went about it that way. He hasn't really left his mark in the offseason. I'm just sitting here looking around going, bro, what is the weight here? Like, what are we working on? Is there something bigger that we... And, and that's why Yankee fans have that hope. Because we've seen it in the past. Where maybe they've been working on something for a few months, a few weeks. And maybe it'll unfold. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But Yankees need to improve that left field. And I'm sorry, but I don't think it's Oswaldo Cabrera every day. I no, don't. I don't I don't either. And to circle back to the original point here is that when fans are like, oh, I don't want to trade... First of all, you have to look at the way the Yankees are currently built, right? Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, Rodon, John Carl Stanton, DJ LeMayu, these are all yep. guys on big contracts that are in their 30s. How much longer do you want to kick that can down the road with not solidifying certain positions on this team because you want to hold on to somebody that might be ready in two years, in three years? Right, correct. Look, correct. Look, I I understand that Jason Dominguez came came over here with all this hype the Martian, 16 years old, and 
it's a it's a wonderful story, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is is that you he spent a for for a kid that supposedly had this much talent for me, he spent a lot of time in the low levels of the minor leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even last and, year, here's the other thing too about about uh Dominguez that people forget. Before he got the promotion to double A, Dominguez stock was dropping quick. Oh, dude, I did a, I ran his numbers through like the first six weeks of the season. Like he was pretty bad. He was pretty bad, man. And he got the, the, what really saved his year was the promotion to double A because that was never supposed to happen. It happened because Piera got hurt. And then he was worked. They wanted him to work with Bader in center field for a little bit while Bader was there. And he, he was hitting the ball well and they kept him there. And he just tore the cover off of the ball. So, you know, at the end of the day, he, he did turn his year around. You got to give him credit for that. But, I, I mean, I agree with you. There was a point last year where it was getting a little scary with him. So a, a full season from him is going to be pretty interesting. But, yeah, I don't, I don't make these guys stop me from looking to improve this team right now. I saw some today that uh, Spencer Jones has actually jumped he has Dominguez in the prospect rankings. Yes, yeah. correct. He has number three now. He's unbelievable. He's somebody that caught my eye because the Yankees just drafted him, right? They drafted him in this yeah. past draft. Yep. And I was following him. He, the Yankees put, he came out, boom, right into the minor leagues. He was hitting right away. Yep. And he's, he's probably a guy that's not too far off being a college guy. No, I've now, talked to um, Dane Huber, who, who follows these guys very close and follows them for us. Um, and he speaks to a lot of guys um, that do a lot of the baseball prospectus, a lot of those guys. Uh, and, Someone ever told him, they're like, don't be shocked if this kid's knocking on the door this year. That's how good he is. And the oh, crazy thing about Spencer Jones is a lot of times, you know, when guys get drafted, the Yankees get their hands on them. They, they switch some things up. They had no time. They let him just go play. So he hasn't had none of the quote-unquote professional, analytic-driven stuff. He just went out there and played ball, and he just beat the hell out of everybody he faced. I think so the thing exciting. I was— the thing I was reading about him today is that they would like him to develop, like Judge developed as a hitter, where he's more a complete hitter right now. Which, uh, yeah. That's what I don't think is one of the things I think they're waiting for him on, where he's not looking to just, you know, be a home run or nothing guy. Right. Or, uh, I've read it really quick, so I don't know if I'm getting that correctly, but that seems to be like they want him on that similar path. Mm-hmm. And Judge being a college guy as well, you know, it. You know, there's a lot of comparison. He's huge. I think he's about the same size as Aaron. Six, he, just hits, he hits from the left side. He's so. just also way faster, and believe it or not, he's mu- even much more athletic. Like, everybody you speak to says he'll last in center field. So he's not one of those guys where it's like, well, maybe he'll move the right or left. He just got the perfect build, and, and you don't see a lot of guys with success at six seven. But the big difference, too, with him and Judge is he's doing it, and I'm not, I hate the comparison to Aaron Judge. He's like one of the, the best baseball players in the world right now. Hate comparing a young guy to him. But Spencer Jones is hitting for average and everything at a way earlier level than Aaron Judge was. Yeah. Like, I mean, this kid's hitting 330 in a minor league. Oh, we got to look at Aaron Judge was never supposed to be what Aaron Judge is. He, no, I mean, not at all. It's a lot of hard work a, on his end. You know, you, you look at the comps coming up, and it was just like legit everyday Major League Baseball player could push an all-star level. You know, and that was like his ceiling. You know, make a couple yeah. all-star games. I got a... We got a super chat here from Ra, which continues on what we're discussing right now. Uh, What's Cashman, up, Ra? Cashman has to focus on what he's getting in return rather than focus on what he's giving up. He has he has he has to master the art of selling high on his prospects. I completely agree. We've seen our chance Adams and all these guys just disappear in oblivion. So 
Not everybody's going to make it. Well, we talked about that a few uh, months ago or whatever after the trade deadline is that the Seattle GM was actually quoted saying, yeah, we gave up a lot of talent to get Castillo, but we didn't look at what we gave up. We looked at what we got. Cashman, and to me, Cashman's always looking at what he gives up. And that's why we get these second-tier trades all the time. Like, we all know Frankie Montas is not who Luis Castillo is, right? Yeah, And there was a reason for that. Yankees didn't want to touch that price tag. I don't care what anybody says. The Yankees could have at least competed with Seattle, even if they liked – even if Cincinnati liked Seattle's package better. They saw what it was, and Cashman was like, oh, I'm good. You know? Imagine if imagine if the top three was Cole Rodon and Castillo. I mean, yeah. <laughs> can't. I mean, it, it, it's one of those what ifs. But I mean, I don't think they would have went out. And got, I, they may not have. Then yeah, they might not yeah. have went out and got Rodon, Rodon because uh, they wouldn't. Their big trade acquisition from last year wouldn't have been buried as the five star. Yeah, starter. <laughs> Very true. But you know, if the Yankees have to give up Jason, uh, Jason Dominguez in a trade for Brian Reynolds, I don't see the harm in doing that. Because do you think what's what does Reynolds have? Two, three years left under control if he if he came here? I believe Something more like than that. that. I'll double check. You could continue on. I'll, I'll figure it out for you right now. Do you think Brian do you think Jason Dominguez will be Brian Reynolds in three years? That's and look, that's the thing I've been i you know, we've all been saying that and, and that is a hundred percent spot on. I mean, how do we know that? And, and and here's the thing: the Yankees aren't really a team that should be sitting around and waiting and hoping that that exact, happens. That's that's yes, exactly. Like I'm good with the shortstop, whoever it might be, because I think they're ready. Especially Peraza, I think he's ready to be in the everyday yeah. shortstop for his yep. team. Twenty twenty six, by the way, he's a free agent. So it's three, yeah, I mean, so look three. at that. In twenty, do you think you think he'll be Brian Reynolds in twenty twenty six? No, and the funny thing is, a lot of people, I see Yankee fans all the time, oh, Brian Reynolds isn't even that good. Guys, 27 homers, 262, playing for the playing for the Pittsburgh. Who was protecting this guy this year? Are you kidding me? Look, saw so what this guy did when he came to the Yankee Stadium. And we have no left fielder. And, and, and Christian, for real, honestly, if Jason Dominguez came up and put up the same exact 2022 that Brian Reynolds did, wouldn't everybody, you should be happy? Yeah, you'd be happy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you could get this right now. So if the cost is the Pirates saying, hey, look, you know, we can make a deal with you, but we got to have Dominguez. We got to have Dominguez and and whatever it is, a few other guys in that deal. I just don't know how, as a Yankee fan, after locking in Judge, knowing you better win with him, Cole is getting older. You just brought in Carlos Rodon. How do you not go out there now and have even more fire under your ass to say, get it done? I don't no, you care have how, to. get it done. You have to. I'm tired of people that are just like, oh, wait. What are you waiting for? You're waiting for Judge to be in a wheelchair before you yeah. know, you're you ready to, to to give up on these or, or to play these kids. We've seen how the Yankees use their prospects. So it's time. Like, if this is what it takes to get somebody like Brian Reynolds here, then you, then you do it. Now, yep. I, I keep hearing, I keep reading that the Yankees don't have the pitching is what really Pittsburgh wants, and that might be the case. And that's where yeah. you, that's where you say to Brian Cashman, "Hey, this is where you're in your money, bro. Go get creative." You exactly. Know? Exactly. You... And here's the here's the other thing too, though, Christian. Right? That's the rumor out there, right? But why isn't it done then? And I know this sounds silly, but why isn't it done? If they want pitching, what has stopped the Dodgers from simply saying, "All right, yeah, let's get it done. We got some of the best pitching prospects in baseball." Well, you, you mean to at, tell me nobody stepped up to that plate? 
I mean, Unless if you look at it. they're asking for a shit ton, which we don't, who the hell knows, maybe they are, but. I mean, if you look at it, right, I guess you could say coming into last season, uh, Walter, Chuck, Wisniewski, and uh, who's the other guy? Medina might have been their top three pitching prospects, right? Somewhere yeah, around, okay. Correct. They're correct. all correct. gone. And look yep. who they got traded for. Yep. It's Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas, who, I mean, okay, can he have a bounce back the year this year? Okay, well, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But he was hurt and terrible here, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. And who's the other guy? Scott F. Ross. Scott He's F. Ross. Out. Tommy, Tommy John, John surgery. surgery, yep. Okay? So but he's got control. He's still got cost control. He's controlled for a few more years. So right. you, gave up, you gave up your top three pitching prospects for these two guys that you thought were going to help you in the postseason. You got one combined inning out of them. Damn right. That's right. And now it might be keeping you from acquiring a guy that could be the – the finishing piece on what could be a championship team. Yep. Yep. Because if you look at it, Luis Hill, you mentioned him. He's got nasty stuff. He's got to learn how to throw strikes. Could be attractive. He's out with Tommy John surgery. I mean, is that something that Pittsburgh's gonna gonna take a chance on? Yeah, because he's damaged good th- at this point. I mean, I mean, like, the only like person said, that gets a hard on over Tommy John guys is Brian Cashman. Brian so. Cashman. That's it. No, nobody else is out there saying, "Give me your injured." Big and, sexy Yankee with a super chest says, "Hey, Christian." What's up, bro? Uh, would you trade Volpe and Dominguez for Otani? And this is coming from a guy that doesn't like Otani. I drive him to the airport. <laughs> I drive both of them to the I airport. I don't care if it's one year. I don't care if we don't even re-sign him. I'm sorry. I'm getting it for the one damn year. I'm sorry. That that that's a. I don't know how the hell you don't want to. You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I think you have to. You have to. You would have to. Yeah, you would have to. So, the other thing. Um, as you mentioned, Clark Schmidt, right? Yeah. He's, dude, I didn't realize this. What is this guy, 27 years old? 27, yeah, he's updated. Uh, he's not really a prospect through, anymore. Not not really, no, he's coming out of that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, for a team like the Pirates, they would have to almost accept, or or then again, Brian Cashman, the Pirates say, yeah, who the hell knows if Cashman would even do it? They would have to basically accept the fact that we can get more, maybe more guys from the Yankees. Maybe it's a five-for-one deal. I don't know. Something like that where the Yankees are adding in your heels and, and this other guy and, and Schmidt. And they'd have to accept the fact that at least we got guys who are going to affect the roster this year. That's, I mean, who's the, the other, only way I can see it happening. Who's the other guy that you hear a lot of? I mean, pitching-wise, you only really hear about is, is Clayton Beater, right? Who they got Clayton for Joey Beater, Gallo. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people but, are high on him, but not, but really, not a lot of people don't believe like him as a, a starter. I mean, yeah, not as a starter. I hear a lot more that he'll, he'll be a, a guy out of the bullpen. So. Yeah, you hear that more, yep. Uh, see, I don't – I unless the Yankees get creative, and then this is where you say, okay, where do you get creative? Would you entertain trading Nestor Cortez, who does have a lot of control left and is – you know, he he's going to get a nice raise this year in arbitration, but what is that, yep. five, six million dollars for what he puts out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's a nothing amount. It's a nothing amount. It's a tough one, man. Um, you know, one when I when I I like to sometimes look at things on the business aspect of it, and the Yankees make a shit ton of money off Nesta Cortez just with a mustache and all the little goofy stuff. Remember, he is the mascot of the Yankees, so you got right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> you you got that so. I mean, they they definitely make their money off of Nesta Cortez, but you got to consider stuff like that, man. I mean, you you really got to look around and just say, how do we improve this this offense? Because sitting there and hoping isn't going to get it done. We we know it hasn't got it done. It hasn't got it done for years now with Cashman doing it with the same offense. 
So at, at this point, if you have a, a backup plan, let's say for an example, right? The Yankees have a trade lined up. Let's just throw a name at Let's say Ronaldo Lopez. Not a big fan of Ronaldo Lopez, but let's just say that Gleyber Torres in a deal for Lopez could happen. And the Yankees know that deal could get done. If you could go out there and get a top-line left fielder, but Cortez has to be in the deal, is that something you do? See, it's to me, it's not a, it's not, it's not an apples to apples thing. I need to know what the next move is, right? If you're, because I say it's Reynolds. Okay, but who? This is the way I look at it, right? I built my pitching staff. You would say the pitching staff is done. Would you agree with that or not? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I have what on paper looks like at worst the top three starting rotation in baseball. Easy. Okay, so now I need to, let's say the only real tradable guy I have here is Nestor Cortez. Right. So to take him out, what am I replacing him with? Domingo Herman, uh, Clark Schmidt. To me, I'm not weakening the strength of my team at that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to weaken yeah. the, a strength of my team at that point. Now, if you tell me I can go out and get, you know, Pablo Lopez and insert him in Nestor's spot. You know, we trade Glaber Torres and make that deal with Miami. I'm a little bit more open to trading Nestor Cortez because even though I do think you have a drop-off, I don't think the drop-off is as bad if you're replacing Lopez and still keep, uh, putting Lopez in there and keeping guys like Herman and Schmidt out of the starting rotation. Right. See, I don't I don't want to move Matas up the pecking order. So I if he's agree. in my if he's in my I rotation, agree. I want to keep him at five. So if you trade Cortez and you let's say Herman becomes that he's your five. So now, so now you're looking at that back end of the rotation of Montas and and Herman. That's not really that good, as no. opposed to where you're looking at it, where it's either Severino or Montas or it's Cortez and Montas, and you're like, who's got a four or five that can match that? Correct. You know. So to me, you got to tell me what the next move is. Who am I replacing Nestor Cortez with in in the rotation? So if it's just to fill with, from within, I'm personally, I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah, me either. Me either. And, and again, these are just hypotheticals. I don't think either one of us would sit there and go, yeah, you know, just put Nestor on the market. Let's get the deal done and, and move Nestor and we'll figure out the rotation because the top four is good. No, I, I actually absolutely love what the New York Yankees rotation looks like right now. I mean, compared to last year, I remember a lot of the concern that I had with, with injuries and yeah, you know, all that stuff is always going to be on the table. You never know. But looking at the security on, on this team and even the guys behind them, uh, but the the five that is in the rotation right now, I really don't want to mess with that at all. I don't want to mess with I want to see these five going there together, bounce off each other. Hopefully all of them kind of have the energy that Carlos Rodon brings to the table because we need some of that. We need more of that on this team. Sevi has it. Cole, I do feel, needs a little more of it. But I, I think the whole team right now is phenomenal. Like you said earlier, even the pen is good. You got enough guys there. You can make something. You'll make something work. And that whole pitching side is good. But my God, you just got to figure out, add something to this offense. You got to add something to this offense. And look, um, I know a lot of people hate this name. I know you're not a fan of this name. I'm not a fan of this name either. But I truly feel like even a Kepler makes this offense a little better. Well, I was going to bring that up, right? So you will transition off of Brian Reynolds and say, you know, it's going to take a lot of creativity from Brian Cashman to make a trade mm -hmm. for Brian Reynolds happen. Yeah. And 
I don't necessarily know if I want him to get creative after what he did with Minnesota last year. <laughs> right. 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 So what seems to be more realistic? You keep seeing these guys come off the board, you know, did, did Benintendi really not want to play in New York? Or was it just mm-hmm. a case of the Yankees not wanting to go to certain lengths with the contract? You know, yeah. if you look at it, you know, I, I heard a couple of times now, uh, Hal doesn't want to go over to Cohen tax. The Yankees are like right That's up against they, yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Right there. I don't think they need to. Again, you want to talk about getting creative, get uh, Hicks and Donaldson off this team. You could have easily fit Benintendi's $15 million into this. No question. Into this payroll, right? No question. So, it didn't happen. What's the sense of talking about it right now, right? So where do you go? You keep hearing a guy like Max Kepler. And there was a few years ago where people were trying to tell you that he was better than Aaron Judge. And obviously that's yep. not the case. But, you know, yeah. no no shift, short porch, one year. Is it worth it to take a risk if it's not going to cost you a lot in terms of a trade? You know, you got to – again, you got to tell me what my other options are. And I know a lot of I people agree. liked – uh, Varsho, if I'm saying his name correctly, yep, out in Arizona, Varsho, yep. he went he went out to uh, uh, Toronto, Toronto, right? Toronto, mm-hmm. but yep. you saw the package that he got huge, huge. Yankees way, weren't touching way more. That. No, not Yankees at all. weren't touching that. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But you know, um, I, and, I also even like when it comes to the to the other options, that's the scary thing too, right? Is that you're running out of these options of who's out there. Earlier in the year, we had a lot of guys we were talking about. Now that list is continuing to shrink and shrink and shrink. And I don't think Arizona is going to make many more trades. I think McCarthy's another name we liked out there. Alec Thomas, another name. I think those guys are going to be part of that outfield. Um, I don't know if they'll trade Lourdes Goriel. I don't I don't see them doing that. It will be kind of funny to see the Yankees going there and grab them oh. um, and bring them over. But I, I don't see them doing that, to be honest. Uh, I don't see Arizona making that move because they need a right-handed bats, and they got quite a few of them now. But the thing about Kepler is, and and I'll be honest, I misread Kepler a lot because when I originally thought of Kepler, I'm like, well, this is a guy who strikes out a ton, and, you know, he's just not good. And then I looked into the numbers a little bit, and he doesn't strike out. He's not a big strikeout guy at all. I think his... I think he struck out well under 20% of his at-bats, and he's never really struck out over 20% of the time. Yeah, under 15% last year, which is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. That that That's really, really good. Um, his on-base percentage is a little low because he didn't hit enough. But if you take away the shift, the guy's one of the better defensive outfielders, so you know you're getting that. Take away that shift, and if you can add a, a few more hits here and there, some people... Will argue that he's he's one of the guys that really get beat up by the shift. Maybe he is, but like you said too, I mean, on a one year deal, is he the option I want? No. Is he my favorite option? No. But do I think he would do what we've been asking the Yankees to get more of? Yeah, he would put the ball in play. Here's where you I wanted to ask you this. Michael Conforto was another guy you heard the Yankees link to him. What do you get? Like two yep. years, thirty-eight million or something yes. like that. Yep, like sixteen mil a season, something Dude, like that. Uh, he's yeah. not worked. Honestly, it's not no. worth that. No, he hasn't played baseball in two years. Yeah, we were all saying maybe maybe you give him a ten-year deal, and a lot of it got to be incentive-based, and maybe something to kick in an option for a year or two or something like that. Nobody people was going were saying, that "Oh, you let Matt Carpenter go. He could have played." No, he can't play left field. No, Stop. no way. Come on now. Left field, the Yankee Stadium one is big. There's a there's a big outfield out there. Like again, Yoshida was another name. The Red Sox probably overpaid for him, as a lot of people already believe that. Uh, 
GMs and everybody's that they, they, I mean, dude, they it, way overpaid for him. I say this so I've been saying this to anybody that wants that I talk to, like I'd be the first <clears> one to rip Brian Cashman, but Heim Bloom has done Damn. a much, oh much worse job than Brian Cashman has done. What a what a beat up job. And Tyler as Tyler just said in the chat too, the only other free agent out there right now is Jerks and Profar. I've heard a lot of people mention there. him, but I don't know. You 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 get I mean you some you take a look at, I guess. It's, Here, it's just me. not sexy. He strikes out a lot too. And 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 again, that's I, I'm I just wanna if I could double check that real quick, but I think he actually no, he's his numbers are really good. He struck out under sixteen percent of the time, so he never K's either. So it had a three point one war last year, fifteen homers, two forty three average, three thirty one on base percentage. I mean, not not bad overall. And if that's what the Yankees are looking for, we want less strikeouts. He does that. So I just here's want how, the damn big move. I want the big damn move. I want the Yankees just to go all for it. That, that, that's here's how you sell me on Max Kepler. You tell me that my left fielder is somebody on this forty man roster right now, which then I I want Max Kepler because agreed. Obviously, nobody wants any part of Aaron Hicks. I mean, I, no. we're we're kind of stuck with him, but if he's got to play like 25, 30 games just to rotate in, I get, I mean, I guess, but to be a starting player that plays 120, 140 games, nobody wants any part of that. Not none. Okay. You can get John Carl Stan reps out there, but are the Yankees going to even play him 80 games out there in left field? See, this is where, this is where this whole thing would open up is if you could get, 80 to 100 games out of John Carl Stanton in left field. And then you could tell me that, you know, a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera would would be the, the guy to fill in the gaps. But I don't think the Yankees are really that interested in playing John Carl Stanton out there even 30 times a year. You know, maybe yeah. once a week is something like and that. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can. All, all those years on that AstroTurf really destroyed his knees. He's an old 31, or whatever he is, 31, 30. He's an old 31, 32, in my opinion. To me, there's no doubt about it. Can he make good plays out there still? Yeah, but he's not the same outfield that he was when he was in Miami. Nowhere near it. Nowhere so, near it. So you, those two guys are options on this roster that I don't think the Yankees want or we want. And then the other guy is people are in love with Oswaldo Cabrera. And look, dude, he did a really good job for this yeah. team last year. Yep. Should he be the everyday left fielder? No, he no. should not be the everyday left fielder. I got into an argument with somebody the other day He played, that said, oh, he played a really great left field. I don't know what you were watching he to say it. that he was a great left fielder. He did a good job for never having been in the outfield in his life. Correct. But to, to be somebody that you want out there every day on a team that's going to tell you that they should win a World Series? No. Yeah. It, no, he is not a left yeah. fielder. Is he somebody that, you know, if you got uh, if you got a left fielder, let's say Benintendi was here, or what exactly what happened with Benintendi, right? He breaks his hand. Yeah. He's got to play three, three, four weeks out there. Is he somebody that you're like, okay, I'll do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is he somebody that you want to pencil in for 140, 150 games on left field? No, yep. no. Yep. I'm sorry. I love Oswaldo. He has an absolute spot on his team, but not as a left fielder. So if those are my options, then go and get Max Kepler. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Yankee fans aren't going to like this, and I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it real with everybody. A lot of Yankee fans act like Oswaldo Cabrera was Mike Trout last year. I mean, I, I hear this so much that this was some, you know, phenomenal player. 
he was good. To sit there and act like this is a guy that just deserves a spot immediately as a starter in left field, one, it's wrong, and two, it diminishes his value. The guy's value is that he could play all over the place. The guy's value, especially to a team like the Yankees, you could put him at short, you could put him at third, second, first base even played, right, left, even center if you need him in emergency. You can do all that. And you're probably being a little generous about him in left field. He was a terrible left fielder. I mean, based off every number you look at, right field, no, he was I, good. He was horrific in left field. No, I don't think he – I think he did a good enough job out there for somebody who never played left field. Right. But to be an everyday left fielder in a major league, no. No, no I can't. not. And I don't think he's going to slug enough to be a corner outfielder. That's my you shouldn't opinion. Have to, you know, that's the other thing too. You shouldn't. That pressure shouldn't be on him, and that's the type of things that the Yankees got to get away from. Let the guy do what he's good at doing. But if and, you look at the way this team is built, they, I mean, look at it, Pete. I mean, who's going to be your third baseman? Wash Donaldson. What are you going to get? 10, 15 home runs out of him tops, which is not really yeah. great for a third baseman. Yep. I mean, he was atrocious last year. We all know that. Yep. And again, you don't want to put that type of pressure. If you want to say that both of your pros is going to be your your shortstop, I would want them to focus on being a great shortstop before they focus on being a great hitter. So you don't want to put that that type of pressure on them to to I be agree. a three hundred hitter that hits twenty home runs right off the bat. I'd rather them to be confident at fielding the position first. Well, and that and that's the other reason why even people like David Cohn last offseason were saying the right thing. The the move to do was to get a Seeger, was to get a, and forget all the Correa stuff. We know that's not obviously not gonna happen, but to get a guy like a Correa because that takes off that pressure from these guys. See, again, every time we have these conversations, you just start slowly thinking in your head and go, Man, Brian Cashman does a really bang up job. Because this shouldn't even be a conversation right now. We're entering January. We're already in January. 2023 is already here. Why in the world are we still sitting here and Aaron Hicks and Donaldson are still on this club after what we saw all last year? Especially Aaron Hicks. And look, I don't like Josh Donaldson. I don't like him at all. I think he's a trash player. I think he's horrible. Aaron Hicks played so horribly bad. That the manager basically said, I had to get him off the field because who the hell knows what the fans were going to basically do to him. I couldn't send him back out there in left field after what he did. The man stared at the ball. He was gone, Christian. He was gone. His well, mind wasn't in baseball no more. Why is he on this club? Well, here's two things. If you got to argue for Donaldson over Hicks, here's, here's one thing. I don't think that Josh Donaldson ever gave up on this team. I, I think agree. he, I think he, even though it may not have looked at it because he had some of the, I mean, you could have stuck a blind man out there and he would have swung at breaking pitches better than Josh Donaldson <laughs> right. did. Okay. Right. I think he I think he gave Max Effort every time he played. I, that's just the way I feel watching him. I think he he gave you what he had. It might not be a lot, but I think he gave you what he had out there. We all know it. Aaron Hicks quit on this team. You ne- you there were days, especially the I called the Charlie Brown play when the ball was sitting behind him. Yeah. When he was staring at the fucking yeah. wall. Okay, yeah. he quit on that play. He's quit on this team. He even even then quoted as saying, "I can go help another team win." That's right. Oh, that's right. Exactly. If you hear that, if you are in control, I'm playing my 
I have my daughter's Cinderella comb in my hand. I don't know why <laughs> she left it in here. But if you are in control of this team, right? Mm-hmm. You are a decision maker in this team. And you hear a guy in your clubhouse say that. Then my next move is to make sure he's not in my clubhouse anymore. 100%. 100%. You don't you you think you can help another team win? There's 29 of them, other teams out there. Go find one that wants to help yeah. you wants to let you help them win. And on top of that too, like it's very rare. It, it's very rare for me to really come and defend Aaron Boone. And trust me, I want to. I want to defend Aaron Boone. I want Aaron Boone to win. But I had to defend Aaron Boone when he went out there and basically said, you see how Joey Gallo's doing because he's able to go out there manager with a different manager. He's getting out there. And I'm sitting there saying, but then Aaron Boone plays you the next day and this guy's been sticking up for you all season. Like, where do you got the nerve? To come out and even talk about a guy that's defended you year after year after year. Well, taking yeah, shots for you. Hicks watched the same two highlights of Joey Gallo that everybody else did on Twitter. Because yeah. if you look at what Joey Gallo did in, in L.A., he was equally as bad as he was in that's New right. York. That's right. So, And now he's in Minnesota. So, yeah, we'll see how Yeah, that and I know a lot of people are like, they chose Joey Gallo over Max Kepler. Why would you want Max Kepler? Because, I mean, honestly it might be the best option the Yankees have available to them right now. To me, to me, it's very, like, to me, that whole debate, and I think somebody in the chat here also just said, what's the difference between Kepler and Florio? There's a big freaking difference, folks. Oh, I saw that, too. I've been hearing that a lot in the last There's couple of days. There's a big why difference. Don't Yankees, I mean, why don't the Yankees let Florio take left field? Because what what has shown you, and I'm not knocking Florio, right? I'm not knocking him. But what have the Yankees shown you over the last two, three years, however long he's been getting these cups no of coffee? Of that them. they have any intent of him being an everyday player for them? And look, this is a short sample size, right? So people aren't going to want to say, well, that's not really fair. Okay, all right. Well, it, it's as fair as we can get with Floriel up here. Floriel, since coming up to the majors, and I, I, everybody knows I've defended this kid. I've always said give him an extended period of time. I've always said it, in season, but not the start of year, in season. Guy strikes out 33% of his at-bats. 33% of his at-bats, and I get it. It's 63 major league at-bats. It's a hell of a lot of strikeouts, and his problem has always been he doesn't recognize pitches well, and at the major league level, that's the thing you have to be able to do to be successful. Does he got the speed? Does he got the, the, the defense? Does he got the arm? Yeah, we've seen all that. We've seen all that, but to sit there right now in their career and go, Max Kepler's not as good. Max Kepler, whatever you want to say about him, we complain year after year after year. The Yankees strike out too much. Kepler doesn't strike out. And I can't believe I'm here defending Max Kepler of all friggin' people. But I'm even being more realistic to myself because I don't want Kepler. I want somebody else. But I know where the likely scenario could be. The fact that it hasn't happened yet, I'm actually kind of shocked, to be honest with you. But if it doesn't happen, all right, we move on to whatever else. But at the end of the day, if if we got Kepler, I sit there and go, he's a lefty bat, shift is gone, he has great defense, and he doesn't K. These are things we've asked for. So, yeah, we can complain because, of course, we want more. I wanted more. And hopefully we do get more. But this is something moving the needle for what we've asked this offense to be. He does do that. Look, Florial doesn't. He all right, just doesn't. so I'll make this point about Florial, right? And I want to see if you agree with me, right? Here's all you need to know about Esteban Florial, right? 
So what I like to call the the great gaslighting of 2022 when they finally had enough and they called him up and brought uh, yep. Cabrera around yep. the same time or was it on the same day? I don't same remember, day. But it, it was the same, same day. It was the same day. I yep. knew I couldn't remember if it was the same day or right around each other, right? But no, he was a little up, before. He was a little before. It was Florian Cabrera. Yes. They were both brought up pretty much at right at the same time, right? Yep. Florian, they were both in a lineup same day, right? Or they were both in a lineup right away, right? Yeah, they made when when Peraza came up, they no, made I'm the, talking the, about Cabrera. Oh, I might Cabrera. said Peraza by mistake, but I meant Cabrera. Cabrera and Florial. Yes. Yes, correct. They were called up like either a day apart or the same day. They made remember they got sick or whatever was going on and they called these two kids up. Yes. Right? They're both in a lineup. They both took offers, right? The next day, Florio's out of the lineup yep. and Cabrera kept playing. Yep. So what does that tell you? It tells you everything you need to know about what the Yankees think of, of, of Florial is that he was basically brought up to replace a problem. He took one offer and the Yankees were like, no, we're good with you. Christian, it's even, it's even worse because when Peraza got called up, if you remember, Boone came out and said that they're, they're both going to play and that uh, Peraza, uh, Floriel would basically be getting a lot of reps in left field. Like you said, he had one bad game or two bad games in a row, and that was it. That was is it? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't give him a shot. They just said, no, nah, forget it. And you, No, it was Cabrera. You're right. Cabrera yeah. just took over regularly. And that's what I've been trying to tell people. Look, I like the guy too, and I would love to see him play on a team and get a lot of at-bats. Just like I'm excited that Andujar is going to be able to do that this year, hopefully. But my thing with Florial is, guys, the Yankees don't believe him. What makes you think all of a sudden Brian Cash is going to go, you know what? Yeah, let's leave him in left field. I let's just go ahead and give him left field now. Brian Cashman had to pick to save his life to give 140 games to one of these two guys, Hicks or Florial, he would pick Hicks without even thinking twice. 100%. 150%. Not even close. Not even close. Not even and close. Ba- and 27 I, and likes away from 100. And I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but based on the way the Yankees have treated him, I don't think I would pick Hicks too. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that because there's nobody I want off this team more than Aaron Hicks. Yeah. But if I had to save my life, Hicks or Florial to beat an everyday player on this team, based on the way the Yankees have treated Florial, I don't even think I can get Hicks' production out of him. I mean, the, Yan- the Yankees have, I mean, here's a guy who was at one point their top prospect. And even this year, he had his best minor league season, not even close. And like you said, they called him up and a lot of us sat back and go, man, he's finally going to get, I was excited. I said, man, we're going to finally see Flo get a few games in a row to play six, seven, eight, nine, maybe two weeks of playing ball in left field. Man, he had one day and they said, see you later, kid. Not not going to happen. So I'm sorry. Look, I understand why people want to see the guy get a shot. I get all that. I understand it. But you got to be realistic, man. Look at what the Yankees do. The Yankees have all the opportunity to give Floriel a chance and they don't do it. They won't do it. It's not going to happen now. If you follow this team as closely as we do, I mean, I understand that people don't have podcasts and networks that they're trying to run here, but there are still fans that every pitch, they're into everything. If you really paid that close of attention to the Yankees, they don't hide anything that they're thinking. Correct. They didn't pass 
on that shortstop class last year and the guys that were in the market this year because they're cheap? No, they want Peraza and Volpe to be the answer there. Correct. They're not hiding it. There's nothing to do with money. This is what they want. Yeah, that's one thing that Brian Cash will tell you, and it's it's correct. It's legit. I mean, and the it's same legit. Thing with, and the same thing with Florio. They don't think this kid is a major league player. That's right. They don't. That's right. And for what it's worth, they don't. They didn't think Andujar was one either. They just kind of got stuck playing him when um, who got hurt over there? Somebody got hurt, right? I can't remember yeah, who the hell it was now. I don't remember and they had to and they had to start him every day at third base. But they never really had the guy had an amazing rookie season where was he it Brandon was, Drury then? Might have been Drury. It might have been. Maybe it was that year. I don't really remember. I know it was, was twenty year. It was twenty eighteen, right? I believe so, yeah. Holy shit. Time My flies, doesn't just, it? Oh, my cousin just texted me. He's watching the Bills game, and he said the Bills safety tackled a a Bengals player, collapsed. They had to give him CPR right now. They think he may have passed away on the field. No. Yeah, holy shit. A player? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to have to look into that after we're done here. We're not going to be (laughs) – oh, my God. Wow. Football's a dangerous fucking game, man. I'm not a – I'm not like this at all. I'm not like soft, but if I had a son, I don't know if I'd want him playing football, dude. I'd be honest with you. Game. It's a tough game. And Ra, Ra Thompson does says it was Brandon Drury. Yeah, if you go back to our, if you go back to our, our our archives from 2018, bro, we used to we had a uh, name for the uh, Drury fans. I thought he we used to call him the Lord and Savior uh, Drury Christ. <laughs> and then we called I thought his... I was one of them then. I thought Brandon Drury was going to be friggin' awesome for the Yankees. And then uh, we did too, but then it got to a point where it was like I just don't we don't see it anymore and then his fans yeah. the, the the people that were supporters of him, we called them the the Drew crew. <laughs> Cuz they were just like it was just like way over the top, bro. It was yeah. like they thought this guy was going to come here and be like Greg Nettles, kind of like Joey Gallo. And you know what? Minnesota is the perfect place for Joey Gallo. I hope he has it a good year this year. I, I mean, I know he said some shitty things on the way out. I mean, I think his head was all fucked up, but, you know, I think Minnesota is a perfect place for him, especially a, on a team. A good spot. A good especially spot. on a team that I don't think is going to really compete this year. No. So, but I mean, yeah, I, I've, if you're looking at this team, the one real area of need, I guess you could say, is left field. Uh, you know, I see. I'm seeing a lot of people like uh, they're thinking the Yankees are going to go out there and get Mike Trout. I don't know how the hell that would even work. Yeah, yeah. There's there, the there's, there's actually there's, and look, I I can even I can even um put myself out there a little bit. There there's been there's been rumors regarding that, um, but nothing nothing solid from from even my end where I can say I really believe they've had the conversation. Um. I, I just don't see how the hell it even works. It, it's funny is when I made my video, when I made my video about Fernando Tatis, I had a lot of Padres fans getting mad at me, and they're like, "Oh, they'll never do that trade." I'm like, "Well, that wasn't the point. The point of something like a Trout or a Tatis is the Yankees aren't going to sit there and be like, "Oh, we'll give you all of our prospects for him and take all his money." The Yankees would have to make a deal like that work, where they're basically saying, "Well, you also got to take salaries." We're not just going to add another $37 million salary a season to our club. It doesn't matter who it is. And by the way, too, Mike Trout, his situation is so bad with his back, he could take one swing and never play again. 
So there's a lot that has to really go into that type of deal. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know how it's necessarily possible that it could get done unless unless LA's like, we'll take some of your deals that end a lot sooner than his and pay down some of the deal too, but give us some prospect. I don't know. It's just one of those things to me that just seem insane. And I, I, I could see why it could happen. I understand the stuff going on with the with the with the Angels. I get that. They're gonna sell the team. There's a lot, there's a lawsuit out there. There's a lot of different stuff out there with that team. And they haven't won with these guys. Trout's gonna leave. An Angel fan got mad at me. How can you say Trout's gonna go? Because why the hell would he stay? And they're not gonna give him all that money. He's gonna go. Somebody's gonna give him a shit ton of money. So I, I could see potentially. But I just, I could see it, but then again, I don't see it at all. I, I think it's too, too, too much for something like that to get done. So the player, just to update you here, the player is Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, and it's being reported that uh, he has a pulse but is not breathing on his own. Uh, that was as of six oh minutes ago. God. So wait, was this due to a hit or uh, did he think it's something else? He... I'm actually, I got a video of it right here. I'm watching it. He, if you look at it, the the Bengals player kind of, he's the, because he's the defensive player, right? Mm. The Bengals player kind of took him on and kind of hit him head on, it looked like. And he got up after the plane and just immediately collapsed. That's, oh, my God. So, I mean, I hope everything's all right with him. And that's absolutely, that, that is scary. So, you, you, just, ne- you just never know, man, especially no, in a contest. In a contact sport, that's why when yep. when when fans are like, "Oh, I'll fucking I hope they hit this guy in the head." Why? No, like I never yeah, understood yeah. that. Like, yeah, I get it. Careful. Like, like no, like nobody likes Vladimir Guerrero, but like you don't want to kill the guy. Like, oh, I hope yeah, Cole hits course. him in the head. Would no, I don't hope Cole hits him in the head. I hope Cole hits him in his ass or in the middle of his back to send a message. I'm not looking to kill the guy. Yep. But yep. So hopefully everything's all right with him. Uh, but. You know, so we're we're looking forward to to twenty twenty three being a big season, not only for the Yankees but NYY News TV and NYYST podcast. So I want to thank Pete for uh, sitting in here tonight. Uh, That's pretty much all I got here is uh, this to kind of break down what's going on with left field. I guess to put a bow on it. If I had to bet, my two, I guess my two favorites uh, would be the Yankees. I don't want them to do this, but I would say my two favorites are the leader in the clubhouse for me is they do nothing and they mm-hmm. wait to see what the trade market looks like. Or even a dark horse is like you said, Spencer Jones makes his name known later in the season. Yeah. Because we talked about this coming before we came on here is that the Yankees are good enough. So they don't have to do anything right now. They'll, mm-hmm. they're, they're good enough. Like oh, by the way, that. too, just as another dark horse guy for a potential thing next year, um, from Korea, uh, I don't know if you saw this, his name is Jung Ho Lee. Uh, he's going to be posted next year. He's like their phenom in Korea. He's a left fielder, bats left-handed at 349 this year, uh, 575 slugging, 23 home runs. So uh, sometimes you hear a lot of these names uh connected to the Yankees, but early on, I haven't heard anything really connected to the Yankees, but that's just another name to throw into the pile if the Yankees decide on doing, maybe, even maybe trading somebody, uh, Dominguez or something like that, and somebody maybe to get a, a little fill-in for left field, I don't know, but 
If I had to, if I had to make a guess, I would say if I had three guys, I think it's Kepler. I think Profar being a free agent could still make sense. Brian Cashman's always liked him. We tried to trade for him a couple of times, and then per, uh, Cabrera. Hopefully they don't do it, but maybe they will. So I think, yeah, to me, my my leader is they don't do anything, and it's a combination of. Uh, they want to fucking puke Hicks and Cabrera out there with a little sprinkle stand, and then they see where they're at around the trade deadline, who's available. Um, and I think, you know, most the, the the name that does make a lot of sense is Kepler. I don't think he's going to cost a lot, and it just seems like a Cashman-type move to buy low on somebody like that. Yep, it does. Um, so those are that's where I'm at with left field. I think – like I said, I think this team is good enough where they don't really, and I think they know this, especially in the American League East, they don't really have to do anything right now. I think they, I think, Carl, and I and I get get this from a lot of people, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, the Yankees aren't that aren't better than last year. They are better than last year. I think we can all they safely are. say that they because yes. no because with the addition of Carlos Rodon, you've given yourself a legitimate starting rotation right now, a le- yes. an actual legitimate starting rotation. Where if Garrett Cole can ever figure out his problems in the regular season, you have a one-two that you have not had possibly ever. Yeah, for Especially the Yankees, if- it's 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 tough to really go back and say when when on paper. We know we all, of course, we are. We already know what those teams have done, but on paper, right now with the Yankees, I mean, when when can you look back at a rotation that looks this damn good? The question is always going to be for the Yankees: Did they get better to the point where they can beat Houston in a seven-game yeah. series? Yeah. And right now, honestly, if the answer is no, they have not. Because if where did, where can Houston match the Yankees? Start for start. And that obviously in their rotation, they're a starting rotation. That's why I put them up there with the Yankees or the Mets. They lose Verlander, and all they do is slide in guys that might be better than him with Somber Valdez and uh, no doubt. Who the kid that we when we were there with some sort of no hitter? I can't think of his name right now. And uh, he was Christian sl- Christian Vasquez. Right, right. It was a Vasquez. Is it Vasquez's last name? Hav- Javier Christian Javier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was really good during the postseason, right? Yep. They still have yep. Lance McCullers out there who um, he, he's still a really good pitcher. I mean, he was working his way back from injuries last year. Yep, so they, he they're be even better. And I mean, their rotation is stacked just yeah. like the Yankees is got a good pen. So, I mean, that pen is, is fantastic. And they also add Jose Abreu on the offense side. So they, they've been, they've been, you know, people say, Oh, they lost Verlin. Look, I still think I could look at that team and go, I think they've improved. I mean, I so know it's hard to say you improve from a Verlander, but that they find a way with that rotation. The rotation is still phenomenal, and their offense improved, no doubt about it. So that's where the Yankees have to look. They have to look to – the Yankees know they're better than tw- – uh, there's 15 teams in each league. They know they're better than 13 other teams in, in the league. They know that. I think we can – and look, this is coming from a guy that thought they were a fourth-place team last year, right? And, yeah. you know, so take my word for what it is. Maybe it's worth nothing, but – I think we can all look at the American League and go. There's one other. There's only one team that can give the Yankees a, a legit scare, and they're clearly better than them, and that's the Houston Astros. Yeah. So how do the Yankees close the gap? All right. So that's that's what. So I think we've seen now the financial commitment that House Steinbrenner is willing to give to this team. Okay. So now it's up to the guy that he employs to fill out this roster to get creative and not creative 
like last year, but creative in a good way to find a way to close this gap. So that's where he's got to earn his money. And, and everybody that always wants to rip Hal Steinbrenner, and I don't want to get on this again. I just want to make this point one more time. Everybody wants to get on Hal for, mm-hmm. for his spending. I spent over $500 million this offseason. No, he and don't, did a job. And don't give me the shit. I'm, and I'm sorry. If you, I don't mean to come at you if you feel this way, but I'm saying don't give me this shit that he had to sign Judd so it doesn't count. It absolutely counts. counts. He because there's, there's nobody, not you or I. I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that we, we're pretty much on an on a agreement on a lot of things that thought the Yankees were going to draw a line in the sand at some point with Aaron Judge. Oh, 100%. We all said it. We all said at some point, right, you got to think the Yankees are going to say, well, you got to sign this in a couple of days or we're done. We're backing away. They've done it before. But Hal Steinbrenner, again, I, I that's why I made a video. People were mad at me like, we'll not cash. Look, this was, this was Hal Steinbrenner. I don't care. I'm not looking to knock Brian Cash and I want to give him credit for anything. We've heard what Aaron Judge had to say. Even Carlos Rodon was nodding to the the quote unquote boss uh, of of the guy actually spending the money. So Brian Cashman again has had months, months to make a trade. He's done nothing, zero, zero. That's what I think people are 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 not fully understanding here, and that's why I brought up the video of the Brian Cashman ego. Is he gonna let that happen? Is he going to let it happen where he does not personally have a stamp on this offseason? And my thing is, again, we can keep going around and around the circles. Of course, we're not going to do that because we covered a lot of this already. But the thing that bothers me is, where are all these prospects going to play? We've, you, Christian, you said it. I said it. If you like Volpe, cool, don't move him. If you like Peraza, cool, don't move him. But everybody else should be on the table if it means improving this offense to finally beat the Astros. Because, look, the rotation was pretty good last year. Could it get better? Yes. With Rodon added, you could have 500 Ks if those guys are healthy. You had the one-two punch in your rotation. That's unbelievable. Unheard of. If 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 you got to go out there and step to the plate and go, we got to make a deal. Multiple deals. Maybe it's something none of us even think about. And it comes out of nowhere. Who knows? We don't know. But something has to happen. Right. And that's where Brian Cashman has to do his job, bro. Because like I was trying to say, how said how didn't draw a line in the same with Aaron Judge. He said, What's it going to take to get you here? And he met the price. And yeah, then that's right. after that was over after he did that, I I think I can say confidently that I found it very hard to to believe the Yankees were gonna add another hundred million dollar contract to this payroll. And yep. they did. Yeah. They brought in Carlos Rodon. Yeah, so right. who gets the credit for that? That's Hal Steinbrenner. He didn't say no. I just spent $360 million on one ball player. We're good. Make smaller moves. He went out there and acquired. Now, you want to say Verlander's better? Okay, fine. But for one or two years. But to me, Rodon was the best available starter on this market. Yeah. Oh, okay? no question. No he question. brought him in here. So now he said, I did my part, Brian. Earn your paycheck. So now if you want to rip Hal for anything, it's the fact that he still is letting Brian Cashman fill out this roster. And until Brian Cashman makes that move to where we can say, hey, now we're complete, you have your doubts about Brian Cashman because he's yet to do it. He has yet to put finishing touches 
since he went to Hal Steinberg in 2016 and said, let me tear this down, let me build this thing the way I want to, he's yet to foot, put the finishing touches on this team. So until he does that, I'm going to be calling for his head. And I, we know he's not going anywhere. You know, the Yankees gave, gave him an extension. You know, now he's got he's got to reward Hal Steinberg's faith in him. He has no to. No question. And we got the people to do it. That's the that's the thing I think that bothers everybody is I've been ta- I've been saying the word creativity so much because we see other GMs do it. You know, we see other GMs get creative. We see them get creative in multiple moves, trading salary. Oh Jesus, dude, we got shiced it last year for what Minnesota gets creative. Yeah, hundred percent. So you got to be careful with that, I guess. But my God, I mean, it, again, the the crazy thing to me is. When you just look at the New York Yankees, I think any GM would go, yeah, give me that roster. What I got to do? What I got to do? Okay, I got to improve the offense. Let's get to work. Let's do it. Imagine Dave Dombrowski here right now. Forget about it. We have no Forget fun about system. It. Be in the World we'd, Series, though. We'd have we'd no be fun. In the world. <laughs> I guarantee you they'd win a World Series or be there. He, that's what he does. I mean, you can knock the guy all you want. He gets his teams to the World Series. He trades guys, and he gets there. So And he makes those big moves. So in reality, I'm not saying you, again, just so everybody knows. I'm not saying you get rid of all of them. I'm not saying you call up on Volpe tomorrow. Go, hey, look, you know, we'll give you Volpe. No problem. Come on, let's make the deal. If you want him, hold him. But the other guys must be on the table to improve this 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 offense. That's, it's really that simple. And again, people say, oh, you trade Glaber. What are you going to do there? There's many different things you can do. There's many things you could do. You already got you already got uh, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera to play those positions. You got DJ LeMay, who we don't know how he is. And if DJ LeMay is healthy, Christian, how is he not the third baseman for the Yankees? Exactly. If everything stays the same, he has to be. Absolutely. He's the only guy that you can really look at that's on his current roster to to look at him and go, well, that's the top of the lineup hitter. That's the guy I'm going to put in front of Aaron Judge. Probably keep him healthier, too, than having to do all the running around at second base. Right. A little less, little less uh, movement over there at third. And he's played a very, very good third base, much better than I expected. So... Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, this team shakes out in the next uh, six weeks or so before they hit uh, Tampa to begin spring training. But, you know, we'll be here to talk about it. We'll be here to break down everything that happens or doesn't happen, as we've seen is also the case with the Yankees. But I think it's been a a really, really solid offseason so far. It's just they're one or two moves away from completing it. We'll see if it happens. And, uh you know, be here locked into NYY News TV. If you're still in the yep. chat, like and subscribe. Uh, if you're going to listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review. Again, thank you very much for your continued support as we begin uh, the 2023 season here, uh, the new year on NYY News TV and the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Again, thank you, Pete, for sitting in. Uh, and the fellows will all be back together next week. So uh, there's nobody else here. So you're up, Pete. Say goodbye. Adios.